Last week, we talked about how, as entrepreneurial families, technology might affect our kids a little bit differently than those parents who hold more traditional jobs. And, you know, when they're seeing us on our phones and using them for our businesses. And we covered discussions and conversations to have as a family before introducing tech to your kids. And before we talk about how to introduce a new device, creating boundaries and limitations, I thought it was time to have a discussion about really what's at stake here to give you the backbone you need to stay firm and what you ultimately decide as a family, which might differ than what I from what I decide or what your kids' peers decide, you know, their families decide. This is up to you. But having the information at hand and really considering and contemplating on a lot of the stuff that we didn't have to face 20 years ago, but we're facing now, even 10 years ago, five years ago, it's really just, it's getting bigger and more prevalent. This stuff is critical. So let's dive in and let's raise them up right. You're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. And this episode is dedicated to raising luminaries. If you listen to this show, you already know that it's not about you anymore. As a leader, a real luminary, you're here to deeply impact others. I feel it too. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, a business leadership strategist and mom who's passionate about raising up that next generation of leaders. Looking at my three kiddos, I realized that I wanted to do entrepreneurship differently for them. Society is failing the next generation, and once a week on this show, we're doing something to change that. Whether you're a parent with your own little luminary or you want to heed the call of impacting those trailing you, this short but sweet episode will give you guidance and inspiration you can bring around your dinner table or into your community. You want to create your legacy? Here's where you start. Let's raise them up right. Next week, we're going to help you establish your family's specific path to tech. Okay, so like what is our path forward? How is our family going to work with technology? But today we're diving deep into what technology actually does to our brains and our kids' brains. So there is a book. It's called The Shallows, What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains. And Nicholas Carr, the author, makes an extensive case about what the internet and digital world is doing to our brains. And I'll save you from a very in-depth technical read that we've jumped into ourselves as a team, and I'll give you the cliff notes. So in short, the constant connection to technology is taking away our ability to stay focused. Everybody is ADHD now. To concentrate You know, we can't even stay focused on something. Kids are especially struggling with this. And it's actually rewiring and changing our brains neurologically and anatomically. They can see this stuff on scans. Let that sit with you for a minute, okay? So this is not just theory. This is data. This is them actually studying the brain, the physical anatomical brain, and then the neurological pathways of the brain are changing and rewiring. We're actually evolving as a society, not for the better. And you talk to any anybody who has been in the trenches with kids for decades on end and has seen this evolution, so like teachers and administrators and counselors and therapists and people in the churches and whatever, they're like, kids are not the same anymore. Their attention span is so bad. We, not too long ago, had family come out to the farm, and our kids don't have any devices, and their kids do. And 
my cousin was like, how do your kids sit and just play with Legos? Like my kids would never do that. Or how do they actually watch an entire movie? Like my kids have to watch like these short clip shows. Their brains are different than my kids' brains because technology has rewired them. So a few main points that he makes is that technology causes burnout. So tech makes us process a ton of information, which ultimately leads to burnout. And listen, I'm not just talking about our kids. There's a high probability that we have addictions to our phone too. How many times are you picking up your phone or touching your phone? It's like this pacifier, this comfort that we don't even want to admit is controlling us and ruling our lives. Studies are showing that we are forced to process way more information in a week than our ancestors had to deal with, even, you know, a couple decades ago in their entire lifetime. So we're processing more in a week than they had to process in a lifetime. What? That's insanity. We're not meant to have to process or consume at that level. Think about the ramifications of that and imagine how much brain power we're using just to take it all in. And it exhausts us and it leads to burnout. And an overwhelmed mind will feel tired all the time. So if you feel like your kids are having tantrums or they're burnt out or they're exhausted or they feel a lot of pressure or you're experiencing those things and you're trying to blame it on other things, detox your phone for a week, see what happens. He also talks about the deep work, right? So it makes our brains learn only at a surface level of things. We get really easily distracted. And overall, we don't function on that deeper level anymore. When is the last time you got in flow? You created for hours on end and felt deeply fulfilled by the work you were doing. Isn't it just like the best feeling? It's why we do what we do. It's what fuels us, but has it been a while? Notifications from our devices, they're robbing from us our productivity and this deep work. Research shows that up to 70% of emails are read within just six seconds. This means these notifications are disrupting us in the middle of whatever it is we're doing, whether we're present with our kids or we're working on something for work. And it estimates that the time it takes us to get back into that deep work after distraction is 25 minutes. So you might think, oh, well, I only took 20 seconds to read that email. Okay, great. Now you have to get 25 minutes you just lost trying to get back into that flow state. When I'm doing work that requires focus, like right now, for example, I'm recording, my internet is turned off, my phone is not in this room, so I can stay focused on what I'm working on. It also affects our focus. So technology is altering our brain's ability to stay focused for an extended period of time. So it's stripping us from the ability to live in the present. How often do you crave, I just want to be present, I just want to be able to be focused with my kids, or even when I don't have anything I have to be doing, my mind is somewhere else. I'm just a little bit hyper-passionate about this reason that tech is stealing from us because as entrepreneurs and as parents, we lose our focus because of distractions from tech and our important work and our goals and our dreams. It ends up being stolen from us right out from under our noses despite the fact that we don't want it to happen in small, bite-sized pieces of compromise. So I have this free 30-minute game plan to help you regain that clarity and reduce overwhelm, make the space to ultimately regain your focus. So go grab that first and foremost. Put your phone away and do the thing, right? So download it, print it out so your pen to paper, and you can snag it at luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focus. This tool is going to actively give you an opportunity to address how tech is affecting your life. And finally, addiction. 
This one's scary, and we had a personal encounter with it in our family. Our constant exposure is going to make us crave more and more stimulation, not similar to an addiction, as an addiction. Whenever we're online, we're served up content that is based on the algorithms designed to keep us hooked for minutes, if not hours, and it's actively curated specific to our exact needs and wants. Because of all the data collection, because of tracking our behaviors and our buying habits and what we view and how long we stay on something and everything, this can have actual harmful effects on our health. So scientists are finding that some of our overuse of technology can affect our brains in the same way a severe a severe drug or alcohol addiction can. When we reach for our devices, actual dopamine, a chemical hormone is released which signals intense pleasure in the brain. How often do you just like, oh, I just pick up my phone. It's like a numbing thing. It's like, oh, this just feels good. I'm stressed out. I just, I'm going to go on Instagram. And it sounds okay, but the problem with this is this constant hit of pleasure, actual things that are pleasurable become dulled in comparison. Real life pleasures are robbed from us. So my husband, who is a very disciplined guy, and he's not on social media or anything like that, But a few years ago after we moved here, I found his moods were changing. Like he was, had these kind of more anxious and depressive moods and his phone usage was just off the charts, like out of control. I felt like every time I saw him, he had it in his hand. And for a guy that doesn't even have social media, I'm like, what the hell are you looking at? He was going on news apps and sports apps and stuff like that. And It got to a point where I'm like, no, our kids are not going to compete for your attention with this stupid phone. I'm ready to throw this thing into the river. Like, this is not happening. So we talked about it, and I was like, just cold turkey it. Just shut your phone off. You don't need it for work. Just put it away. You're not going to use it for a week. Like, let's just see what happens. Within 12 hours of him shutting his phone, he turned into a different person. I don't know how much he... (laughs) likes this story being shared because it it was scary for him. It was scary for both of us. He is he's a very even-keeled guy, like doesn't yell, very I'm the yeller, I'm the red-hot Italian. He's just he's a chill guy, very level-headed. His moods were crazy. He was super snippy with us. And then I started looking at his face and he had these bags under his eyes. He had the shakes. His hands were shaking. So we reached out to one of our trusted functional docs and we're like, something's going on with Michael. And it started worsening and worsening. I'm like, what are you getting a flu or something? He started feeling nauseous. He had headaches. He was going through literal withdrawal symptoms. On a smaller scale, if you've ever given up caffeine, it's a miserable few days at least because your body's no longer getting those hits of caffeine that is a drug that your brain becomes dependent on. And those hits are what ward off the sickness. Well, for an alcoholic or a drug user, it's even worse. You don't just get headaches and feel miserable and grumpy, but you get all those things plus actual physical symptoms. He was having withdrawal symptoms at the level of a drug addict. His body was shaking, shaking. It was terrifying. And we did research. This is absolutely a real thing. People get addicted. And he's not like, he was, I'm, you know, I'm saying he was on his phone all the time. For our family, he was on his phone all the time. He was not on his phone all the time, but it was like quick hits, like he needed it throughout the day and it was becoming problematic. So that's crazy. 
I challenge you to use Moment app or your iPhone even has a tool that tracks your usage. How many times you touch your screen or pick up your phone. It's not even like the amount of hours that's as scary as like how many times you reach for the thing. People are addicted. I have clients who I love who come to my events, who pay ridiculous amounts of money to be in the room with us. And during talks, they cannot help themselves. They have to pick up their phone. They have to scroll something. It's like their children having to use one of those uh, fidget spinners. Like it's their fidget spinner. They have to be using it to getting those hit, get those hits in their brain. And they are not operating at their potential because of it. They are actively reducing the possibility for themselves. But imagine what this is doing to our kids growing up in it. At least my husband has a point of reference, life before I was addicted to a phone, life while I was addicted to a phone, life after. Our kids are addicted from young ages because we're plopping this crap right into their hands and assuming that they can figure it out. And we throw some parental controls on it and we think it's going to be fine. So I'm not arguing that we should shelter our kids completely or that there's only bad here. However, as entrepreneurs who rely on our ability to focus and think and work on a deep level, this is worthy of our time to investigate our relationship with technology and how we're modeling it for our kids and what changes need to be made. Maybe the real root cause here isn't what you think, right? If you're sluggish, if you're tired, if you can't get in a groove, if you've lost your mojo, if you're not making the money you wanna make, if you don't have the relationships you want, if your marriage is falling apart, if your kids are a mess, Maybe the root cause is stemming from this piece of technology that has come into your world and rules it. Even if you dedicate just a little time to combating the effects of technology, things can really change for the positive for you, for your family. And at the end of the day, the price we are paying is missing out on opportunities to experience life on a deeper level. And you may have tuned into the episode because you think your kid has a problem or maybe your spouse has a problem. But the truth is we all check our devices more than we think. So do me a favor and navigate to your settings on your phone and tap screen time. What's the daily average? How many times are you touching your phone? Which apps are robbing you of your energy and your time? Is it higher than you thought? What can you do with that time in your day? Now check out the features to help us put boundaries on these things for ourselves. You can schedule downtime. For me, it's like, I don't like that because I can click out of it (laughs) and the discipline factor weighs in. I'm down in my barn office recording. My phone's up at the house. It's just not even available to me. It's like, don't even make the thing available to you. You can set limits and just make it easier for you to stay on track because it's really hard. It's an addiction. It's like telling an alcoholic, okay, just don't drink, but here's an entire line of liquor bottles that's going to sit on your desk all day. It's ridiculous. That's what we're expecting ourselves to do. So what can you do about this? You can put boundaries on your phone, around screen time, you can consider a full-fledged digital detox. Cal Newport outlines his process in digital minimalism that helps you break your addiction and then allow back in only what's truly serving you, not distracting you. Or you can try to quit your phone addiction cold turkey and go through the shakes and bags under your eyes like my hubby did and replace it with something else. And consider physically removing the stimulus. I think that's really important just not having your phone available to you, especially during a time where you're just so dependent on it and you might not even realize it. You can also take Hannah Brencher's thousand hours unplugged or thousand unplugged hours challenge and she includes a free tracker and a guide. And you can go through my Frazzled to Laser Focus 30 minute game plan 
because that's going to help you get clarity around where your focus should be. So go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focused. So let's clear the clutter and remove the distractions and push less important things to the background. And next week, I'll be back helping you craft your family's specific path to navigating tech and making those decisions. And for your reference, the books that we pulled a lot of this data from and information from, What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains, it's called The Shallows, Irresistible, which is the rise of addictive technology and the business of keeping us hooked, and digital minimalism. If this spoke to you, if you learned anything new, please share it. Tag us. Go leave us a review and a rating. We are so grateful for that. But this topic is so important. We want to keep sharing with you things that are going to serve you and your family and your business. So please put it out there into the world. Help us get this message out. And thanks for tuning in. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.